Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ich warte seit Wochen auf diesen Tag und tanz vor Freude über den Asphalt. Als wär's sein Rhythmus, als gäb's sein Lied, das mich immer weiter durch die Straßen zieht. Komm dir entgegen. Hello and welcome to Gegenpressing, the Bundesliga podcast. I'm your host Manuel Feit and once again joined by Stefan Bienkowski. Stefan, how's it going? Yeah, I'm doing very, very well. Still in shock at uh, that Bayern game in midweek, but you know, mm. I guess uh, I guess Bayern can lose games. Who would have thought? Uh, but yeah, very yeah. well. Besides that, I think we can probably touch a little bit on that game when we do the the preview. Um, I thought it was actually a really interesting match. The one thing, um, and I was kind of curious what you thought about this. Everyone talked about how dominant Villarreal were. And I think the narrative there is a little wrong. Like Bayern weren't good. Like, don't get me wrong at all. But dominance for me looks very different. The XG was about the same. It was 1.93 to 1.48. And um, it was Bayern had one big chance and Villarreal had two big chances and like, scored one of them, obviously. But Bayern had more than 60% possession and were always present in the final third. So it wasn't like Villarreal bossed this game. I don't know. I kind of disagree, to be honest with you. I mean, it, it could have, I mean, obviously, but Bayern definitely had a possession, but I think the whole game went the way that Villarreal wanted it to go. You know, they were playing defensively, they were playing counter-attacking, and I, I haven't actually seen the XG for the game, but I thought Villarreal could have scored three or four goals, to be honest with you. And I think they'll be really unlucky. I think they'll be very frustrated that they didn't, because... I think obviously, I think Bayern Munich will be much better at the Allianz Arena. I think they'll go on and win mm. it quite comfortably, just like the Salzburg tie, really. Um, yeah, but that's I think what it reminded Villarreal, me of. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of the Salzburg game. Yeah, but I think I think Villarreal should have scored three or four goals last night, uh, and they didn't. And Bayern will be delighted that they got away from that game with just a one 0 defeat. To be honest. Yeah, I think that is really going to bite Villarreal, not having scored more. Is really going to hurt them. Mm. Um, as I mean, I, like, don't get me wrong. I did think they were excellent, and I do think that they were better. I just don't didn't quite see this extreme dominance that everyone was talking about, right? Um, but like, yeah, the XG was really low, which that's I think that's maybe what took me aback a little bit. And then at the end of the day, there was a couple of times when Musiala and Coman were in the box, and if they just shoot, then they score, right? And um, yeah. It's one of those, like, I think where the stats maybe don't tell the full story. Um, but we'll get to that. Uh, we'll get to much more, and we're going to do all of that after the break as we preview Match Day 29. This episode of the Gigging Pressing Podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info and odds. Find all of the latest sport developments, including this week's odds for the Masters Championship and the start of Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so join today. 
learn why everyone is saying BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on popular sports and games. BetOnline, where the game starts. Yeah, let's start with the Friday game. And that, Stefan, Friday, it kicks off really nicely. Right away, full on in the action. Stuttgart against Borussia Dortmund. Um, we talked a lot about Borussia Dortmund earlier this week. <laughs> a ton about Borussia Dortmund earlier this week. And I think the headline here is that uh, Bild came out with this this story um, that... Jetzt wackelt Rose. Now Rose is on shaky grounds. Um, needs a win against Stuttgart. Um, I have a funny feeling that Stuttgart could win this game. And I had this down as a 3-1. What do you see here? That would certainly put the cat amongst the pigeons. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I love that. Where's that expression from? That's brilliant. Have you never heard that before? Maybe it's a British, no. maybe it's a British expression. Yeah, it basically means just cause chaos. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, 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 it's a really tricky game to call because on the one hand, Stuttgart definitely have been better in recent weeks. Um, you know, They've picked up, I think, what, two draws and two wins maybe in the last five games, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. And but a large part of that's down has been down to this kind of this kind of better attacking line that they have. And the fact that Kaladzic mm-hmm. is out of this game with COVID, I think, makes a huge difference to this team. Um obviously they still have some really decent players in there. Um, but I, I, I'm not so sure, to be honest. I, I also feel like the manner in which Dortmund lost that game to Leipzig has really probably reset a lot of things at the club. I think it has really probably, you know, shaken things up a lot. There's no more... This, this Dortmund team will not be inconsistent. They will not be complacent and they'll be determined to bounce back from that. And on top of that, you know, Erling Haaland might actually be back to some form of full fitness, which he just has mm. not been for the last couple of weeks. So I have a Dortmund win for this game. I think they'll probably edge it 2-1. They won't dominate mm. it by any means. But if, if Kaladzic was up front for Stuttgart, it may be a different story. But I, I just can't see them outscoring Dortmund without him. Disagreement. I, I like that. It's good. Um, it, it makes it more interesting. I, I'm curious to see. I mean, um, Thiago Thomas is projected to start up front now for Stuttgart with Kalajdzic being out, obviously. Um, Dortmund are projected to start with Royce, Marlen, and Reina behind Haaland. Um, Chan once again in defense. Mm. This is where the three goals come from for Stuttgart, Stefan. You'll see. <laughs> yeah, well, that's also true. I mean, what what's a better goal threat for Stuttgart, Kaladzic or Emery Chan in defence for Dortmund? Yeah, it's it's been disastrous, um, really bad. So, yeah, I, I guess uh, we'll see who's going to be right in the end. Um, I think this is going to be a really interesting game, and I think this is your game of the week, isn't it? Yes, it is. Um, you know. We've kind of talked this. You, you kind of mentioned this, the, the kind of reports that have come out before this. I think we should probably take that with a pinch of salt, not to kind of yeah. not to, not to really down talk the journalists who did the story. It's just that the reports that have led up to this, uh, up to last last weekend's game, and a lot of the ones that have followed from it afterwards, is that 
go along the lines of, look, things are an absolute mess at Dortmund right now, but at the very least, Marco Rosa and Sebastian Kell are working behind the scenes on long-term prospects, on long-term projects. So I'd be very surprised if Marco Rosa's job really is in jeopardy right now. But again, if Stuttgart were to do something in this game, to take a point or take two po- uh, three points, uh, I think it would go on to kind of define what people talk about this weekend. So it's a great way to start the weekend. So I'm always a fan of a Friday night game, so I'm all for it. And that's why it's my game of the weekend. It's a pretty balanced record too. Um, 103 games in the Bundesliga all time. 40 wins for Stuttgart, 39 wins for Dortmund and 24 draws. Mm. So historically, this has always been a back and forward. Um, that said, uh, actually I was going to say it's been a while, but like Stuttgart did beat Borussia Dortmund 5-1 on December 12, 2020 um, <laughs> on match day 11 last season. So yeah, we'll see. I, I think this is going to be a really good game. As you said, a great way to kick off the weekend. I think there's almost no better way to kick off the weekend. A Friday night game uh, involving two of the biggest teams in German football. Stuttgart, of course, still fighting relegation. Uh, Borussia Dortmund more or less secure in the Champions League spot. Um, probably too far away from Bayern to really challenge them, even if the three points get chalked off. Um, we'll see. Um, let's go to the Saturday game, Stefan. And our next game will be Bayern against Augsburg. A Bavarian derby. Mm. Um, by geography only, not by ethnic group, I guess, if you go that way. Because Augsburg is, of course, Swabians. They're not Bavarians. Um but it is in Bavaria, so it's an it's a it's a Bavarian derby. Augsburg is, of course, just forty minutes from Stuttgart, so it's just a suburb, anyways. Um, I feel Bayern are going to come out full on, guns blazing in this game. Mm. They're not going to be happy about what happened in at Villarreal, um, and I think that I think they're going to smash Augsburg four one. Full on. 4 1. They're going to come out. 4 1. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to concede one because this team always concedes one. Um, but I just, you know, as good as Augsburg have been at the time, and they, they won their the game against Mainz in controversial fashion midweek, right? The, the Nachholspiel, the, the makeup game. Um, a very controversial penalty situation that, that, uh, they they now called and the kicker called it a blackout in the Kölner Keller a blackout in the in the Cologne basement right mm. um, the Sentner foul which wasn't one in my opinion but still like they won that game and um, for Augsburg very important and of course they're now six points clear of the promotion relegation playoff spot um, but I think Bayern are just going to be very upset mm. about what's happened in at Villarreal. Yeah, I think I think that's a fair point. Um, I, I I definitely agree that Bayern will win this game. I don't think that's beyond question. I mean, but I I've put down a very simple two 0 win. Um, mm. I don't think Augsburg would put up much of a fight. But then I also still think there are issues with this Bayern attack. Uh, Lewandowski still doesn't look right. Thomas Müller still doesn't look right. Maybe they might get back to full fitness before this game, but. There's been a very quick turnaround from the Champions League games in Spain and this match, so I'll be surprised if they did. But then, when it comes to the Bundesliga, they still have so much talent. They have Musiala, they've got Coman, they've got Gnabry, Sani, etc. So, 
I fully expect this to be one of those games in which Lewandowski and Muller still aren't quite hundred percent fit. I'd be surprised actually if they both start. That'd be that, maybe that's an interesting shout to make ahead of this game. Um, mm. Maybe Musiala steps in for one of them. Um, but yeah, I think over the course of the ninety minutes, I still expect Bayern to have more than enough quality to comfortably win this game. Yeah, they do project um, Lewandowski to start. Interestingly enough, they also think that Davies is going to bring play more of a wing-back role. Goretzka and Kimmich maybe in central midfield. Um, and they're projecting a three-back, three-in-the-back with Pavard, Zule and Hernandez. Zule being back, I think, is going to make a big of a bit of a difference. He didn't start the game against Villarreal, right? Um, you know, with Lewandowski... The, the the rumor is that he has some issues with one of his ribs and, and some issues with his knee. And honestly, like the way he played against Villarreal, I would have sat him against, I would have sat him there. And I would probably maybe, and I think I agree with you here, I would sit him for this match too. Because the, the return match against Villarreal is going to be very important. And you want him fully fed, right? Mm, exactly. So... It's it, it's it, it's a game that I think Nagelsmann would rather not play Muller or Lewandowski if he mm. can get away with it. So yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But I, I, yeah, luckily it's Augsburg who aren't going to put up much of a fight. So <laughs> you say that they did win their last game against Bayern two one. Well, that's true. That's true. I mean, and they haven't looked bad. I mean, the, the, but I think when you read things that like what Marcus Weinzierl has been saying. I think they're depending on getting results at home between now and the end of the season. So they're not going into this game thinking they can cause an upset. And I don't think so either. <laughs> yeah. Is, I guess the, the one question for our US listeners, is Pepe going to start? And uh, it doesn't look like it. The other question is, is he finally going to get his first Bundesliga goal? Uh, that would make major headlines, wouldn't it? But we'll see. Be, um, a good place to start. We move on to the next one. Yes. Yeah, it'd be a good place to start. Let's move on to the next one. Wolfsburg Bielefeld. I have that down as a as a two one win for for Wolfsburg. But I do kind of feel it, it wouldn't shock me if this would go a different direction. Yeah. So I think this is actually this this was almost my game of the weekend. Um, Interesting. Not because I think it will be good, uh, because I don't, but I think in terms of how important it is, I think this is hugely important. It's basically a relegation six-pointer. And either team could win this, because I think Wolfsburg and Bielefeld are probably the two worst teams in the Bundesliga right now, uh, in terms based on recent form. Um, You know, both teams have a huge amount of problems. I think Bielefeld's away record they haven't scored in the last five away games I think um, and then if you look at Wolfsburg as well they're in all sorts of trouble um, they've only scored two goals in the last three games Nemcha doesn't look fit Max Cruz is not scoring Jonas Wind isn't scoring uh, I think between the two of them they scored four goals since they both joined the club in January you know so mm-hmm. it's not good for Wolfsburg right now um, but they might have Cofield back in this, on the sideline he seems to have overcome covid Baku might be back in teams, so maybe, you know, they might have that attacking impetus kind of injected back into the team. But I think this is going to be a very, very low scoring game. I've actually put it down as a nil nil draw. Uh that, that's that's how that's how tight I think this game's going to be. So and a draw doesn't help either of them, but 
No. That's how little confidence I have in either of these teams right now. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, wouldn't surprise me much either, to be honest. Um, just looking at the record here, Wolfsburg are at home and um, yeah, it's pretty balanced as well. Surprisingly, Arminia Bielefeld have actually beaten Wolfsburg at home twice in nine matches. One draw um, and six wins for Wolfsburg. So yeah, um, and in terms of like important players to be in the lineup, it looks like Nemcha is going to start this. Uh, Wind and Cruz as well. So yeah, and Bello is not expected to start for our American listeners. So you have that down as a 0-0. Let's go to Köln versus Mainz. Um, the two Karnevalsvereine. Mm. Um, I think this is actually... I had a really hard time projecting this one. And so I just put down a 2-2 because <laughs> I kind of feel like both will, will score goals. Um, but I don't think either one of them... They, they're so close together that I can't see either one winning the, the game either. Mm. If that makes sense. So I'm, I'm going with a high-scoring draw, a 2-2 draw. And um, yeah, I, I actually think this could be actually a pretty interesting game to watch. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, home games for Cologne are always interesting. It's a spectacle to watch. But I actually think um, I think the home side will win this quite comfortably, to be honest with you. Oh. Um, you know, Stefan Baumgart's side have got... The key thing yeah. is that they've got Modesta back, who has obviously um, been their key man. I think he scored 40% yeah. of their league goals in the league this season. Um, they looked terrible against Union Berlin without him, from what I can tell. Um, mm-hmm. But when he is in that team, Cologne are a safe, comfortable mid-table side, in my opinion. Um, and, you know, I'm basically going to be saying this every week on the podcast uh, until the end of the season because it's true. Mainz cannot win games on the road. Uh, they, they, they simply cannot win any points on the road. Um, they haven't won a single game in the last nine away games. Uh, and they've only picked up eight points across the whole season. The only team that have picked up fewer points from away games this season are Greutherford. So, you know, I don't know what's going on there. We, we really do need to get someone on uh, who covers Mainz regularly because they are the most remarkable Jack, Jekyll and Hyde team. They're amazing at home. Yeah. Bose Vincent's a very good manager, our head coach, but away from home, they have been horrendous. So I think they got robbed in that makeup game again yeah, against Augsburg. Yeah. But you know Absolutely robbed. Even if they were to get yeah. what a draw from that game, it's still not enough uh, to kind of True. overcome this away record. So I've got clone to win 2 0 for this match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh and Modesta 45% of the uh, He's involved in forty-five percent of Köln's scores. Hmm. That's yeah, you, you're not wrong. He's very important for them. At thirty-three, it's remarkable. Um, yeah, it is. I think this is actually going to be a really interesting game to watch. Hmm. Um, you know, if you if you looking for a Saturday fixture that is not Bayern, um, I think that could be actually one to to watch. Uh, next is Fürth against Gladbach. Um, Again, I had a little bit of a tough time with this one. And I'm saying this because, and you point, you've been drumming this um, beat for a while now, that Fürth have been really improved quietly, right? Like, it's still not going to be enough to stay in this league, but they, like, quietly have improved and like, mm. become a more tough opponent to play against. And uh, that's what I sort of had in the back of my mind. But at the same time, I still think that 
based on quality, Gladbach should be winning this. And they did win the return game 4-0, right? Mm. Uh, despite the terrible season that they've been having. And I, I think with, a, with three points here, Gladbach are rescued. Yeah. And they probably just want to get the job done. So I have this down as a 2-0 Gladbach win. I think this might be the one game we agree on because I have exactly the same result. Um, ah. And I totally agree with you. You know, I think for it to have been better, but I also feel like Gladbach have kind of turned a corner now under Adi Hütter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that was kind of quite evident from last weekend's game, uh, the Sunday match. I think it was against Mainz, if I'm not mistaken, um, when Jan Sommer was just pulling off incredible save after incredible save in the second half. And it just feels to me as if you know, they just have a bit of momentum. They have a bit of luck about them. Um, and then you kind of look at that goal that they scored uh, in Bolo's goal in the first half, that fantastic bit of play between him and Flory Neuhaus. It makes you think, okay, the, the key players that they rely on are beginning to return. You know, you've got Neuhaus, you've got Plea, you've got Mbolo, you've got Stindl. You know, these guys can all win games for Gladbach, especially against Greutherford. And they all seem to be coming back into form. So... Yeah, I think this is going to be a 2-0 way win for Gladbach. We agree. We ag- That's the one. <laughs> we agree, <laughs> which is funny because we did not agree in the next one. No, we did not. And that, this is, this is I find, curious. And this is so. This is my um, game of the week um, simply because it's the Berlin derby. Obviously, there's a ton of history here, right? It's just that the, the West Berlin club against the East Berlin club, because even though nowadays I actually think it's the club of the suburbs against the, the inner city team, and that's um, Hertha is for me the team of the suburbs, and Union have very much the, the actual team of Berlin, right? And you actually, you know, there's a really interesting um, Union have actually surpassed Hertha as the team with the most members in Berlin, mm. which you know, it has been kind of trending that way. I, I think Union are Berlin's club now. And if you're a Hertha fan listening to this podcast, I apologize, but I think it's true. Um, so, and you know, the table doesn't lie. The last few years, Union have been ahead. Union are still fighting for a space place in Europe, whereas Hertha are very much in danger of going down. Um, so you have that East-West divide, which is, of course, always the, the narrative that a lot of the, the Bundesliga folks like like to like to bring out whenever this game when this game happens. But I actually think it's more of a inner city versus suburb divide now. Um, and a bit like Hamburg I still think that's, with St. Pauli. Yeah, it's actually in St. Pauli's training. We might actually get, and this is actually maybe an interesting topic for a podcast, mm. um, football in Hamburg, because St. Pauli might go up. Yeah. And oh, Hamburg as far as still down there. And you almost wonder if you could see something similar happening. And I, I, you know, you know me, I race bikes, right? So I spend many hours on the bike training and that, that gives you head, uh, places to wander. And I had one of those wandering moments where I was thinking, it's like, could what has going on in Berlin also happen in Hamburg, mm. where the smaller inner city club becomes the bigger team in the city? That's a topic for a different podcast. We probably <laughs> should explore that at some point because that's actually really interesting. Yeah. But I think it's, it's now happened in Berlin. Yeah, I think Union are now the Berlin club, yeah. right? And I think they're going to win this game 3-1. And I think we disagreed on the result here as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can, I can certainly see an Union win 
don't 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 doubt that for a moment. You know, they've they've got players like you know Taiwo Abadi who who almost seemingly score goals on his own at the moment. He's just a big battering ram that apparently half the Premier League want to sign. So, you know, they yeah. definitely have the players who can win this game. I just much like the Wolfsburg and Bielefeld game. I think we're looking at two teams here who are still absolutely terrible at the moment. Um, if Hertha were hoping for some sort of new head coach bounce under Felix McGat, it did not happen. I thought they were extremely... Surprise, uh, surprise, surprise. Well, exactly. <laughs> I thought they were extremely average against Bayer Leverkusen last weekend. And yeah, I mean, I don't I don't expect Hertha to win this game, but I just also don't really expect Union Berlin to win it either. Um, I think it would be very tight. I wouldn't be surprised if Union won it, but... I've gone with 1-1 for this game because I just don't think either team have a huge amount of attacking quality at the minute and um, neither of them really looks that interested in winning football games. Although that said, like Union did beat Cologne um, last Friday mm. in Woodward, which was like deemed the, the game... Um, for the European races, right? And they're only, they're only three points behind Hoffenheim, um, and you know they're in the conference league spot at the moment, and I guess um, that's where they were this year and didn't exactly impress. But yeah, I I, I still think that only one are gonna win this. Um, but you know, it's a derby. Derby has its own rules. Um, it could go either way. Um, Berlin, of course, um, have never lost at home to Union in the Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. Granted, this is only the third time at the Olympiastadion. Be interesting to see how it is with a full capacity crowd. Yeah, Stefan. Yeah, it should be a great know, game. That, should, it deserves to be top spiel, but I'm just not entirely yeah. sure who's going to win it. <laughs> That's fair. Cool. Let's move on to Sunday then. Um, and I almost forgot this game. Thank God that you reminded me. Bochum <laughs> against Leverkusen. <laughs> and um, I, I seem to be forgetting Leverkusen a lot this year. Because, and they, I mean, it's so unfair. They're third in the league, right? Mm. They've been playing a pretty consistent year. They're probably going to make the Champions League. I, I think the top four for me, the way it is now, is pretty much set. Um, but because they're out of Europe... Um, in the usual fashion they went out of Europe because they're out of the cup because they're like not really a title contender I kind of keep forgetting them and so that's a negative forgetting and with Bochum it's like yeah they're mid-table they have nothing to do really with relegation anymore so it's like another one where I'm like oh yeah they still exist too they're like and for Bochum that's probably a compliment they don't want to be in the news because that's a good news for them right um, so I had to go back and I, I had to tip it. And I think Leverkusen are going to win this comfortably 3-0 um, and further cement their spot in the, in the race for Champions League spot. Yeah, you know, I don't think there's a huge amount left else for me to really add to that, to be honest with you. I completely agree. Um, you know, it's easy to forget about Leverkusen because they're not really in the fight for anything anymore. But they are just kind of trumbling on here uh, and... They've still got more than enough quality to pick up these games and, and win all three points. I think having Patrick mm. Schick in the, in the starting 11 will make a huge difference for them as well. Uh, you know, obviously Leverkusen's in s- season basically came undone in the last couple of months because of injury. Uh, and to be fair, Alario started uh, last week against Hertha. He did a very good job, actually. He scored a tremendous goal. Yeah. 
Um, but Patrick Schick offers something different, I think. I think he's just one of the best strikers in the league. And they've still got Diaby and Bellarabi and Paulinho behind him. So I think they've got more than enough. I've gone for a 2-1, just because sometimes Bochum can be quite tricky at home. Uh, but yeah, I think it's still going to be a comfortable Leverkusen win. Yeah, and Schick um, available. Um, some say he might start off the bench. Some say he might start right away. We'll see. And that's I think that's seeing Schick back in the lineup is probably reason enough to watch this game. Um, yeah, should be an interesting one. Uh, up next is Frankfurt against Freiburg. And this one I find they had another really tough time. Um, you know, Freiburg, they are very good. Um, and have been very good. And I actually do think that that 4-1 for Bayern last weekend was probably a bit too high. I think that that fourth goal is scored after that substitution mistake and um, when when the when the game was pretty much decided, right? And we'll have to see. I mean, um, Freiburg have, have appealed the result and it's ongoing and um, it might not be as clear-cut as some people thought and they might still get the three points from this. So we have to wait and see. Uh, Frankfurt, of course, in action as we record on Thursday against Barcelona. And um, I think a lot will depend on how that game against Barcelona goes. And I think Frankfurt now firmly have put all their eggs into the Europa League basket, a competition that they really like and enjoy, right? Mm. Um, and when you look at the table, I think it's... <sighs> just a little bit I mean they're still they're only six points or five points behind Hoffenheim um, so they, they're technically still in the fight but it's extremely difficult for them so I could see them really focusing on the Europa League and Freiburg I don't know I had a tough time with this one I put this down as a 1-1 which is usually when I can't really decide <laughs> um, so I'm curious what you think yeah I mean I kind of again you make some really good points about it I think I think Frankfurt basically will be exhausted from this Barcelona tie yeah. um, and on the other side you have a Freiburg side who I think are very good despite as you said the result against Bayern didn't really do a decent job of showing how close that game was especially in the first half um, and it's easy to forget that Freiburg have actually been really good on the road this season they've got the fifth best record in the Bundesliga um, only four points off what Dortmund have picked up and then also weirdly enough Frankfurt have actually been quite poor at home in the league this year, they've got the third worst home record in the Bundesliga this season. So, you know, I think it'll be a tight game, but I think Freiburg will probably edge this one 1-0. Yeah, Frankfurt won the return fixture um, in November 2-0. And yeah, that's correct. Just double-checking that there because there was still attendance there. Um, it's pretty balanced and... Yeah, I, I think, you know, my my prediction is very much um, with an asterisk depending on what's happening, of course, today at the, at the Europa League game. Um, what was your prediction again for this one, Stefan? 1-0 to Freiburg. 1-0 to Freiburg. All right, so our final game. Also with Europa League action today, mm. uh, Leipzig against Hoffenheim. Um, boy, Leipzig have been good. And I actually almost picked this as my match of the week mm. because Leipzig, like honestly, Leipzig is a team that you should always watch at the moment. Um, they are the team of the hour in German football. Um, Tedesco has done such a fantastic job. The The way he outfoxed Dortmund 
um, in the top three last week, I think deserves a, a, a lot of applause. Mm. And um, I also think that Europa League matters real like the Europa League matters for them. There's a trophy that they can win, and I think there's a trophy that they should be going for. Mm-hmm. But I think they're so deep squad wise that it won't affect them very much against Hoffenheim. Yeah, I mean, I'm watching Leipzig play Atalanta right now as we as we speak. It's the first ten minutes into the game. Um, mm-hmm. They're looking very good, but. You know, if as you said yourself, you look at that substitute bench that Leipzig have. They've got Forsberg, Hasenberg, Mukiele, I can't even speak, Simakan, Shobislai. You know, they've got basically five or six players who could easily start on Sunday sitting on the bench right now. And that's the difference, I think, between Leipzig and the likes of Fra- uh, Frankfurt or even Bayern Munich to an extent. Um, they have the squad depth to basically play these European ties and then they can start almost an entirely different team on at the weekend. And I think that's probably yeah. what they will do. You know, over the last 10 games, no team has picked up more points than, than Leipzig. They have been the best team in German football for me since probably the turn of the year. And although I do have, you know, a lot of time for Hoffenheim this season, uh, I think Hodes is doing a very good job there. Um, they have been inconsistent on the road. You know, I think they've picked up maybe like, actually I could probably tell you right now how many, what they've done. They've picked up five wins and seven defeats and two draws. So, yeah, you know, they haven't, they haven't really put together a really consistent run on the road. Um, and I just think Leipzig are tremendous in the minute. So I've gone for a 2-0 win for Leipzig in this game. I have a 3-0 win. Hmm. It's a pretty close. Right. Um yeah, well, there we go. That's a good way to start to to, to wrap up the show. Eh? We 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 began uh, with disagreement, but we finished with agreement, and that's always the best yeah, way to do it. Yeah, and I, I honestly, I think this like if you have time on Sunday, watch this game. I think it's going to be very good. I honestly, this might be the most attractive. Like obviously, the like I picked the derby because it's it's the derby, but this might be the most attractive game to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Right, actually, which is cool because we started the match day with a game to watch, which is Stuttgart against Dortmund, and we may be ending it with a game to watch, which is Leipzig against Hoffenheim. Anyways, guys, that's it. Um, that's our preview show. I hope you enjoyed this format. Please give us a review, um, positive review, negative review. Send us in questions for the main show as well. Um, those are always appreciated. We love hearing from you. And yeah, as always, this show is brought to you by Bet Online, and we will be back next week. Until then, auf Wiedersehen. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.